1965, every December, oh my gosh, I forgot the name of the movie. Oh, these movies have been shown, A Wonderful Life, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, The Grinch, Charlie Brown's Christmas. Every year, these shows have been shown. Now, I have a question to ask you. How many of you have watched Charlie Brown's Christmas in the last few years? Anybody? Oh, we got a handful of people here. I have not watched any of these movies for the last 40 years, probably. <clears throat> but this holiday, Evie and I watched A Wonderful Life together. I wrote all my kids, oh man, this is so good, you know. <laughs> I hadn't seen it in so long. And then I watched Charlie Brown's Christmas. Believe it or not, if, you, if you've ever watched it, it has a great spiritual point. So I'm going to use Charlie Brown's Christmas to start off my sermon today, if you don't mind. For those of you who don't know what it's about, uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas is about Charlie Brown, who's very depressed because he has no Christmas cheer. He's like, why don't I have Christmas cheer? And he's so frustrated about it. So he goes, and I'm going to tell you some of the story. He goes to his friend Lucy, who plays a therapist. Any therapist in here? I don't want to, uh-oh, step on toes, you know. So Lucy obviously charges him for her advice. And then she goes really deep. She's like, there must be some great fear in your life. Forgive me if you're a therapist. Sometimes therapists go that deep. He says, there's no fear in my life. I just don't have any joy. And so she finally suggests to him, why don't you do something, participate in some Christmas thing that will give you cheer? So she put him in charge of the Christmas play. Now, along the story, his little sister says, Charlie, will you write a letter for me to Santa? 
And so Charlie Brown starts writing this letter. His sister's got a list this long of presents she wants, right? She's too young to write it. That's why she needs Charlie Brown. And then at the end of the letter, she says, look, just tell Santa, if it's too difficult to get all these presents, just give me lots of money. <laughs> now, how many of you are kind of, yeah, that would work for me, you know. Some of your kids probably say that. Don't buy me gifts, just give me lots of money. The other thing that happens throughout the show is that Charlie Brown and others notice how commercialized Christmas has become. Listen to me. This was written 60 years ago. <laughs> Imagine what the writer would have put in there now. But they realize it's so commercialized. And so we come to the place where Charlie Brown, is, he's in the place where they're practicing, uh, practicing for the Christmas play. And he just shouts out. He says, is there anyone who can tell me what Christmas is all about? He's like totally frustrated, right? And his little friend Linus comes up and says, I'll tell you what Christmas is about. And that's where we come. Linus quotes from the book of Luke, Luke chapter 2, scriptures about the birth of Jesus. That is our text today, Luke 2, 10, and 11. But he reads a little more than that or quotes a little more than that. And I'm going to let him share the scripture with us today, if that's okay with you. Here we go, Linus. I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That's pretty powerful, right? So all the concern about the commercialization and everything. You know, Charlie Brown leaves this scene, and as he's walking home, he sees more commercialization. He says, I am not going to let this commercialization ruin my Christmas. He had a whole change of heart. But why? Why did he have a change of heart? What was it? What was it that Linus said in the scripture that changed his whole outlook on Christmas? Anybody? For unto us a Savior is born, Christ the Lord. 
This is the reason for Christmas. Amen? It changed his whole attitude. It changed his whole thought. It changed the way he was approaching Christmas. He went home not depressed, but full of cheer, carrying his little pitiful tree with him. <laughs> if you know the story, he has this little pitiful tree, but he says, now I have Christmas cheer because I know what it's about. Let me ask you a question for a moment. Do you remember your first Christmas as a believer? If you were not saved as a kid, like me, I got saved a little bit later, as a teenager, do you remember your first Christmas? Think about it a minute. When I became a believer, the whole thought of Christmas radically changed. Before that, it was just, there was Jesus, he was born in a manger, and you know, I didn't go to church, so you know about it from everybody else. And it was just kind of like, yeah, this is Christmas, Christmas cheer, yay. You know, it's kind of funny during Christmas, even unbelievers are happy. Yeah, have you noticed that everywhere? Everybody's cheerful. Ooh, it's Christmas. But they're, they're happy because they get time off. They're happy because they get bonuses. They're happy because they spend time with friends and family. But all that is temporal. We're happy for a different reason. The scripture says in Luke 10, Luke 2.10, I bring you good tidings, which means good news of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. When Charlie Brown found this out, it changed his whole attitude. Well, did that same thing happen to you? Has it happened to you? I mean, I partied, I celebrated at Christmas, but I never thought about the Christ child. My first, first year of being a believer, it totally changed the way I thought about Christmas. It was no more about little Jesus in a manger. It was my Savior. Christ my Lord was born on this day. We know not the exact day, but this is when we celebrate it, right? My Savior, the one who forgives my sins, forgave my sins, redeemed my life, was born this day. It's not just a holiday that we have a lot of fun and drink and parties. There was so much more to it. And it should be that way all year round. Am I right? Praise the Lord. I was, as I was reading this story, I was thinking about these uh, shepherds in the field. When the angels came and said, hey, the Savior's going to be born. You know, they probably had no, I, not probably, I'm sure they had no idea of what this baby Jesus would become or who he would become, right? They probably were envisioning some kind of great leader, a Messiah, who's going to set them free from the physical bondages of being in Rome and all that's going on. This is what they were thinking of as a Savior, the Jewish community then. But Jesus turned out to be something totally different. Right? He didn't come to get us out of our physical, political, cultural shift. He came to bring a shift to our life from inside out. He came to make us born again. He came to bring us salvation, not at a, with a political strong arm or a warrior in a battle, but as a healer of all that we are. 
He came to make us whole. Our salvation goes to our spirit, our soul, our body. He, he changes everything for us. Can I hear an amen? It's a different concept for us than it was for them. They didn't understand it all, but we, when we read it, we think, my Savior. The angel said, in the city of David, a Savior, Christ the Lord, will be born. Ha. Ah. Our Savior is born. It's a totally different thing. What does it even mean that our Savior is born? Well, every Christmas now, we joyfully celebrate our Savior is born. It's the good news that the angels were sharing with the shepherds. This is going to be good for all mankind. Because this good news means forgiveness of sins. This good news means that we now have grace. What is grace? You know what grace is to me? Grace means that we don't get what we deserve, and we do get what we don't deserve. Can I explain that? We don't get the punishment that we deserve because our Savior was born that Christmas morning, was raised up and lived a life of holiness and was crucified and died and buried and resurrected again and is at the right hand of the Father. Because of that, our sins are forgiven. We don't get the punishment we deserve. Instead, we get the forgiveness, the grace that we don't deserve. Amen? Because our Savior was born that day. You know what else happens? Because our Savior was born and He brings salvation to us. He brings salvation again, not just to uh, one part of us, our whole body. How many of you know He heals you? He heals not just your body. He heals your soul. How many of you know that we have curses that have been passed down from generation to generation, many of us, and He breaks those curses. He changes our whole trajectory of life because we're no longer under that bondage because of the Savior who was born that day. How many of you know you encounter tragic accidents and things in your life that the Savior sets you free from, that you're no longer full of fear, full of all kinds of demonic things where the devil gets a hold of you because our Savior was born that day. Thank God for God. Man, God is so good. You know what else he did? How many of you enjoy worship? How many of you enjoy encountering the real God? Like face to face, right? But you know, before Jesus was born, crucified, died, and raised again, only one man, once a year, could go into the Holy of Holies and encounter God himself and come back and tell us all about it. Because of what Jesus did, that curtain was torn. The Holy of Holies is accessible to every one of us. We don't need to go to a priest, to a father, to anybody else to intercede for us. Obviously, we want people interceding for us, but we don't need that to get into the Father's temple, to get into the throne of God and have a serious encounter with the living God like we did already this morning. 
But it's all because of that baby who was born that day. We owe it all to Jesus. We owe it all to Jesus. It's our Savior who was born that day that brings all of this to us. In Luke chapter 2 in our text, verse 14, it says a multitude of angels came and they said glory to God in the highest and on the earth peace, goodwill toward men. Glory to... Could you think about this for a minute? You know, we just read over that. Think, think for a second. They don't have to worry about these physical vocal cords. What that must have sounded like, a multitude. That could have been a hundred or a thousand. We don't know how many. A thousand angels saying, glory to God in the highest. Imagine that moment. We just kind of rush over it. That's powerful. Peace and goodwill toward men. This is what the angels were declaring. For with this baby Jesus, this is what's going to happen. And that we have learned from this baby who was born on Christmas Day as he grew, that we serve a good, good father. He has goodwill. He wants peace for us. <coughs> Excuse me. Think about this for a minute. Before we were saved, before we understood what Christ did for us, and many of us even after, we think of God as someone up there just waiting to pound on us, waiting to judge us, waiting to punish us. Right? Right? But then Christ comes to live in us. And hopefully, if we're in the right environment, we learn that he's a good, good father. We learn that from Jesus who was born on Christmas Day. We learn that he's for us, not against us. He's there to protect us, to watch over us, to heal us. He's there so many times when we don't even know it, protecting us where we would make a wrong turn or make a bad decision. God knows how many times the Father's been there nudging us in the right direction. Even when we want to walk away, He's there nudging us in the right direction. I love the way Jesus describes the Father in the story of the prodigal, in the parable of the prodigal son. It was the Father who said, Come home, son. Doesn't matter what you do. And we often ignore God. We often go our own way and do our own thing. But He's always there. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they're always there for us. All we have to do is make a turn back toward heaven and there they are. Amen? They're there to love us. They're there to welcome us back into the fold. They're there to heal us constantly. All the time. And I honestly believe with all my heart, there are many times when we have no idea God is closing doors that can cause us harm and He's opening doors that will bring blessing. And many times we don't even notice it. Sometimes we do, I hope. I hope we do sometimes, right? But He's always there. This Son of God who was born of a virgin on Christmas Day. This is what he has done. 
This is what he has brought us to. Man. I titled this message, Joy to the World, the Lord Has Come. We're going to sing that at the end, but not right now. Because that's the truth, right? Joy to the Lord. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Amen? Joy to the world. The Lord has come. We would not be here. We would not be connecting with God if he had not come. Now I want to share something else with you. Just a little side note. Do you know I believe that Christmas cheer is different for those of us who believe and those who do not believe. Is it not true? You know what I believe? I believe for unbelievers, Christmas is a joyous time because they, they want to be happy. They want to be happy to be with friends and family. They're happy because they get bonuses and time off. They're happy, you know, they get to go places. But you know, happiness is temporal. It's here today, it's gone tomorrow. If the thing that brings us happiness usually are people, relationships, places that we get to be, things that we have. Those are the things that bring us happiness. But how do you, all of those things are temporal. People hurt you. People that you once love and were very happy to be with end up being a, a pain. <laughs> if I could say that, honestly, right? Things happen in relationships. Places, you go places, you have fun for a vacation, but then you come back home. The happiness is still there on that beach somewhere. Right? You get things, we all know things don't bring happiness. They can make you happy for a moment, but they wear out. They lose their sheen. They fall apart, for crying out loud. Never, I was going to bring in a golf thing, but I won't talk about golf today. <laughs> golf does not make me happy. I don't know why I do it. <laughs> but there's a difference because for those of us who believe, we don't just have happy. We enjoy those things, do we not? We love bonuses and time off and being with family and gifts. We enjoy all that also. But we have joy which is different than happiness. We don't have joy just at Christmas time. Even David alluded to that already. We have joy all year long. We have joy every time we come into his presence. We have joy when we see him do miraculous things in and through us and around us. We have joy every single day if we just turn to the Father. It's not happiness that comes from things. Of course we enjoy things, but we have a joy that's everlasting. We have a joy that never fades. It never fades. It never goes away. In fact, there's a scripture in John 1. It talks about Jesus. In John 1, I'm going to just read three verses, but it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What's the Word? Who is the Word? It's talking about Jesus here. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and life was in the light of men. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Amen? 
We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the good news the angels were proclaiming to those shepherds that day. One is coming who will bring joy to all men. They didn't understand it, but we understand it now. Yes, and so this is the good news that they brought. I'm going to ask the band to come up. Uh, and we're going to sing Joy to the World, or whoever's supposed to sing Joy to the World. <laughs> Not the whole band. Uh, and I, I wanted to share this with you. If for some reason you have gotten caught up in all the commercialization, and all the busyness, and all the noise of the holiday, and for some reason have lost your joy about it, for some reason have not stopped, except for maybe today, and said, oh yes, joy to the world, the Lord has come. The Lord has come, amen. Let's stand together for a minute. Maybe you've gotten caught up and you've lost your joy. Hopefully you have joy because of our great worship this morning. But I would just like for you to take a moment as we sing this song and just thank the Lord. Just thank him. Say, Lord, I thank you for what you've done in me and through me and what you've done this year. And if for some reason you have never really experienced a personal relationship with Jesus, this joy doesn't even make sense to you. You don't understand it. If for some reason you're here today and you've never encountered God in that way, I invite you to say, God, I want to know you. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me. I want to know about this personal relationship with you. If that's you, as we sing this song, I pray that you'll pray that prayer so that you'll know more than happiness. You'll know what it means to have the heart of God, the Spirit of God live in you and bring you joy all year long. And so as we sing, if you want prayer, if you pray any of those prayers and you would like someone to pray for you, uh, David's going to ask a couple people to come forward to pray for you this morning. Look, we all need prayer at times. And so we need some people who can agree with us. They're not going to the Father for us. They're encouraging and praying with us for what we're going to the Father for. But we're going to minister to you. But again, give thanks. Give him your life as we sing Joy to the World. Sing. 